This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday morning. Uh, This is Saturday Morning Mysteries, and we're your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we're back for yet another episode of the Wild Thornberries, the wildest family that ever existed on Nickelodeon, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, We've been having a lot of fun covering this show. I should say, I guess if you're new to the podcast, if you're just somehow happening upon us, we are a comedy crime recap (laughs) podcast where we take animated shows, classic animated shows from our youth and even before then and recount the episodes as if they were true crime stories. Uh, The Wild Thornberries, not a show with a lot of crime, although there is a little bit in there poaching and, you know, hunting illegally some animals around the world. So it's more of like adventure type stories or uh, Mm -hmm. survival stories, we'll say, that we've been covering with the Wild Thornberries. But as we've learned in your last episode, Grace, Eliza Thornberry, our main character, is quite the international criminal herself. (laughs) Not respecting national borders or immigration laws and entry laws to different countries (laughs) and all sorts of stuff. So... On that note, I'm going to hand it back to you so that you can tell us yet another tale of the thornberries causing some mayhem, or I mean, uh, protecting some wildlife in some part Sometimes. of the world. Yes. Um, well, actually, I'm glad you brought up, I guess, just my previous episode, but in general, previous episodes, because I realized our last two, I think, um, we didn't do the what should have killed them in mm. the episode. Yeah. Um, arc and count so in my last one where yes was in bhutan it would it would have been border patrol probably killing eliza oh, as she crossed <laughs> in illegally yeah to the country <laughs> and like the fl- flash flood i guess but like yes. mainly and like throwing themselves off a mountainside but mainly probably border control, border patrol. that yeah. would have been the first line of defense <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh wow so i guess in my vampire episode it would have been probably, probably rabies <laughs> rabies <laughs> from getting bit by a vampire and rabies. or the villain himself in yes. that episode who was freaking wild absolutely was, a serial killer yeah uh he was absolutely a serial killer and yes. a kidnapper and i guess maybe yes. like a low-key stalker or something yeah so he was yeah, ramping up to be a murderer he was, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe even attempted murder. Yes, go, go back, go back and, listen and listen to last week's episode if you have not already. Yes. Uh, yeah, so that, that kind of catches us up on that. Yep. And we will Excellent. not forget to do that kind of countdown at the end of this episode. I'm yes. sure there will be a lot. Yes, because yeah. it turns out, yes, lots of things should have killed the members of the Thornberry family. And as you just heard in our last two episodes, part of that is other humans. So. Mm-hmm. Today, I am doing season two, episode six, entitled Clash of the, I don't really know how to say this word, Clash of the Teutons, which is a play on Clash of the Titans. Um, Yes, and Teutons, according to the internet, is a member of the ancient, probably Germanic or Celtic people, which Mm. is relevant because Nigel is British, so like 
probably have some Celtic roots mixed up in there. Somewhere. And too. we also have Germans in this episode. Thus, okay. clash of the Celts and Germans. The Germans. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. But we're not in Germany. Um, we're in Australia. So oh, okay. Yes. So neither. <laughs> yes, there are Germans in this episode and Celts in this episode. Celtic people, but we're not in either of those places. We're in okay. Australia, specifically in the Great Dividing Range of Australia, which is this huge conglomeration of mountain ranges. Specifically in this episode, we're kind of in like the southeast corner of Australia, um, and in a portion of this range where apparently it snows. Hmm. So we join the Thornberries, um, and it's snowing. They're up in the mountains. Debbie is very adorably teaching Donnie, who's wearing like a little oversized onesie and like a little beanie, um, and Darwin about the snow, like how to throw snow, make him throw snowballs, how to catch snowflakes on your tongue, which I only mentioned because then Donnie immediately runs up to Debbie and just like licks her face because ah, he's a little mm-hmm. animal, um, yeah. and licks everything. I'm sure that him. pleases her. Greatly. Yes, she no. <laughs> immediately goes inside the comfy. Yeah. <laughs> Where we do join Eliza and Nigel, who, and I just, this has nothing to do with the plot, but I just mentioned this because it was disgusting. They're making sardine sandwiches oh. inside of the comfy, mm. which feels like a sin. That must smell so bad. That's mm-hmm. an outside only. Yeah. Thing, not in an RV. I mean, if you're going to have it at all. Then yeah, eat yeah. that shit outside. <laughs> yeah, don't don't make that sandwich inside. A sardine sandwich. Like, what else do you even put on? Imagine if I it was just bread and sardines. What it <laughs> like, like. No, like lettuce. I didn't onion, see them do anything nothing, else. It was like that... bread laying sardines down. That's all I saw. Mm. I saw Are no other sardines common in this area. I don't think so. Common I think they just okay. preserve really well. So if you're on the road gotcha. all the time. Whatever. Anyways, disgusting. they're like survivors <laughs> and eat like survival food only. <laughs> yeah, at all times. You know, if they're like in Australia, they could go get food. Right. Anytime. Okay. Anytime. Anyways, so then Marianne is also in there and she's just getting off the radio. They're like um, satellite radio with the foundation. And so, as a reminder, the foundation is basically something like National Geographic. BBC or something like that. And it funds all of their um, documentary work. And Marianne looks super stressed when she hangs up the radio. And she tells the family that the foundation liked their last film, but they need the next one to be zippier, to be hipper, have a little more pizzazz, a little more razzle dazzle to it. Um, Okay. Yes, Nigel and Eliza have the exact same reaction of you of like, okay, what <laughs> our material me? is fantastic. Yeah. What are they talking about? And it's Debbie educational. is exactly. They're like, what more do you need? It does cut. I didn't write this down. That does cut to like a scene in their last film where Nigel's like, I don't remember what animal it was, but it's like, now come witness like the morning glory of this rare species, and it's like, da da. And then she's like this little like muskrat or some shit, just like <laughs> slowly walk out of its hole, like look around and it's too sunny and just like backs back up into it. And Nigel's like, fascinating. <laughs> and the and magic. are like, see? <laughs> Razzle dazzle. Um, yeah. 
Bye. Debbie and Marianne are like asleep. Like, oh, what? What was well, that? Debbie does pipe in and she's like, yes, fucking finally, let's make these films spunkier. Because mm-hmm. um, she is indeed bored by them. Um, but Marianne, uh, kind of similar to what you just said of like, this is educational. Like, what's not entertaining about that? And you know what? And she's literally like slamming her fist. She's like, our job is to get out there and tell it like it is. We mm-hmm. get the truth out. God damn it. She doesn't say God damn it. But like. <laughs> Wish you would have. They they cut away right before she says that probably. <laughs> um, so yeah. So she's like, but, you know, Marianne, obviously ever the determined woman, also the one who clearly keeps the family together and their livelihood says like, you know what? We're just going to have to find a way to do both in this next film, a.k.a. tell it like it is, speak the truth, and pizzazz, wow them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But luckily, they are in this area for a very special animal, one that is not often seen in the wild or ever captured on camera, according to Nigel. And this is the lead beater's possum. And so... The Leadbeater's possum is a critically endangered possum in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it By how it looks, it looks like a little bit like a little sugar glider, like that kind of animal, oh, maybe like a little bigger. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a little kind of mixture between a sugar glider and like, um, uh, what are they called? Shoot, I don't know, but just like, oh, like a bush baby. So it has like huge bush eyes. Baby. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very cute. A, Leadbeater's possum, according to Wikipedia, is sometimes known as a fairy possum because it's like so little and so rare to actually see it. So I thought that was a cute name, little fairy possum. Um, But it is accurate that it's super rare. It's critically endangered. So if they can indeed get this on camera, like that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So as the family hypes themselves up on this little possum, the ground around them starts to shake. And they run outside, <coughs> pardon me, see this huge multi-decker, all black bus roll through the woods to them. It's like three times the size of the combi. combi. It kind of looks like a submarine. Yeah, it's fucking huge. It kind of looks like if all of the Bond villains had like a little like <laughs> tourist bus to like see the sights together <laughs> for their groupies <laughs> for their yeah that's what this would be like they go on like group vacay together to Australia and they got to go on a tour like that's what this tour bus is nice and the Bond villainness of it is just emphasized even more because when it does stop it's like super high tech and you hear all this like gadget noises as like from again like three stories up it's like huge um like a door opens up almost like a alien spaceship type of thing and like an escalator like automatically comes out and carrying on it is two more is two people that again re-emphasizes my theory of bond villain tour bus because out comes riding down this escalator two very sharp jawed pale blonde haired fully decked out in like leather and like fur lined winter clothing uh, germans i was gonna say are these the germans <laughs> it? it's like they're either german or they're swedish if my pop culture knowledge is of any <laughs> right now ding 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 they <laughs> nice. sure are nice. um, i love it 
And these Pons, two Germans, perhaps. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. No. Oh Bra- shit. Franz. you were real close damn um these two germans are franz and frida fensterkoff so frida the wife slash mother of this family is very narrow-faced very calm cold like has no emotion or reaction at all and franz is like basically built like a very square jawed like linebacker um and they like the thornberries have two kids mm-hmm. they've got liesel who is a fully like emo like scene kid teenager mixed with like a german april ludgate is like the vibe of her okay and okay. then they have Dieter, who in classic any cartoon of a young German boy form. He's blonde, Augustus Gloop esque. Uh, plumpy. <laughs> a little plumpy. Okay, yep. okay. Um, and he's very enthusiastic and loves all of like the tech. He's like obsessed with the tech that his family is also obsessed with. Can I ask a quick question about Liesel? So it's, yes. it's a, that's a girl, right? Yes. You said, okay. Yeah. When you say like emo scene kid, please, please, please tell me she has hair just like in front of one of her eyes. It's <laughs> like, not, she didn't straighten bangs. the bangs, but yeah. she does have the swoop. And if she strained them, it would be full scene kid. Okay. Cool, this was cool. like what season two, so it was 1999 ish. She mm-hmm. was paving the way for scene yes. kids. Wonderful. That were to come only to years come. later. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Amazing. the vibe. It is exactly that. Fallout uh, Boy like, saw this episode and was like, oh my God, we should start a band. <laughs> she even has like the beanie, which like also like emphasizes the swoop a little bit. Like it really sticks nice. it out. It's perfect. Um, for those who are just listening to the podcast, <laughs> you missed it. Grace just tried to imitate what it looks like to have a beanie. <laughs> beanie with the scene in her hair. <laughs> If you're With watching on YouTube, you, yeah, <laughs> you see how how majestic that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm still obviously a scene kid. Wolf. With your purple hair. I know. Cut to and my like, like very black. bright background. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Anyways, also like the Thornberries, the Fenster Coughs are also nature documentarians. And as soon as the families see each other, they recognize each other. Like it's a small hmm. enough world when you're an elite doc filmmaker, nature True. filmmaker, that you know each other. Yeah. Um, and Franz throws his arms open at the thornberries, exclaiming how happy he is to see them. And Nigel seems very nervous. He's like, oh, hello, Franz. Marianne is not stoked to see them. She clearly thinks mm. that they are obnoxious as fuck. Um, similarly, somewhat, Dieter is stoked to see Eliza because um, we learned they've attended like naturalist camps together. Huh. But Eliza, like her mom, is not stoked to see him. Iron. Uh, yeah, she's just like, Jesus Christ, this guy. But not just that, because we immediately see their dynamic is one of pure rivalry. 
Because that's right. Mm. This is Eliza's nemesis. Oh, okay. Full nemesis mode. Dieter doesn't wait a beat to remind her that at the last camp, that he's the one who won first place in the canoe race, and she yes. only got second German place. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to come up multiple times. Yes. Will it go Swedish sometimes? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Will it turn into nothing? Probably. We'll find out. We'll see. But like, Eliza is literally just like grinding her teeth, and they mm. immediately start like arguing and trying to one up each other. Like Dieter pulls out a gadget that he's made or like his family has that says it can call any animal to it by like making an animal <laughs> call. And so he presses it. Eliza's <laughs> probably like, go ahead, sorry. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. He presses it and like it starts making a chimp noise. So Darwin comes up to it, but he's being like, this chimp sounds like an idiot. Like it's just talking about like applesauce. Like what the fuck is wrong with this thing? And Eliza literally <laughs> says, oh, you only got one animal? Watch this. And she like goes off into the bushes for a second and comes back with an entire family of foxes following her. <laughs> She's like, huh, only That's one sad. animal. So mm. yes, Eliza was literally like, <laughs> who do you think <laughs> How you are? How cute. Yeah. yeah. Huh. adorable um, my family so, doesn't even know it but they have a much better animal translator than <laughs> you all do will ever be yeah um, so basically from here on out you should know it's fucking on between <laughs> them <laughs> it's gonna go <laughs> down baby <laughs> um and then we have the teenagers as yes eliza and Dieter rival full rival mode full battle mm-hmm. mode um weasel walks up to debbie and they just stare at each other for a second in like slouching teenage angst and then lacel tells debbie that she brought her latest like cds with her and debbie's just like cool you want to go to the convi and listen and lisa just like sure <laughs> and they just go to the convi best friends forever they are <laughs> There's another moment where I'm like, is Debbie in love with Liesl? Maybe. Maybe. I just think they're (laughs) truly kindred spirits. Um, (laughs) So while the teens go off to listen to music, the youth are just battling, arguing, et cetera, et cetera. Frida and Franz invite Nigel and Marianne to watch their latest film that they just released. And it's been a hit so far. And we see that, like, Nigel and Marianne are about to very clearly say, like, no, we got to go find this possum. But instead of waiting for any type of response, Franz and Frida unload this, like, giant metal box from their bus. And they hit a button. And you just hear, like, and, like, literally, it's this, like, portable, full-on theater. Like, out comes, like theater lounge chairs a full screen surround sound a popcorn machine like Hmm. fully full on would love to have this personally yeah it's a cool occasion okay um marianne looks stressed about this and nigel reminds her like look just because they have all this fancy equipment marianne like it doesn't mean the better than us it's fine (laughs) do you have a question us I'm not better than us. 
I have so many thoughts, not so much questions, I guess maybe like rhetorical questions because you didn't write this episode. You, <laughs> you don't know, but like, like this episode of Thornberries, obviously, but uh-huh. like that doesn't seem too conservation friendly and, or it just seems very loud and like it would drive animals away and scare them off. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, this is, I so will say thoughts I'm saying, like you guys seem too hip for this line of work but apparently they're good at their job so we'll yeah we'll believe the so germans the, only the germans they love <laughs> yeah. their tech yes. um so they just start playing the movie and it starts with like this intense again i just kept thinking of james bond in this episode like bond music happening mm-hmm. and like this build up and it's like and we see like freeze frames of predators with like their like mouths open about to attack and then it like title card comes up the fury of nature and then we cut to franz in all black with like the most like harshly cut like above and below shots as his voice both like booms and like echoes like today we are in the savage hut of australia 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 and like this huge build up and he's like waving his fists and then it cuts to again with like dramatic music a frog cut to a mouse walking by the frog cut to the frog leaping on the mouse and nigel hold on now this may be kind of cool of nature yeah. <laughs> um nigel watching this is like oh well this is very energetic um and he asks franz he's like is that is that he basically says like is it common for that type of frog to actually attack a mouse like that mm-hmm. and franz pissed that his film debut was interrupted like slams the tv off and turns and like scoffs at nigel and says like don't you know all wild animals can get the blood lust it's like okay Franz. oh jesus okay <laughs> just like eat your popcorn from the popcorn yeah. Franz. does this mean you blood marianne and nigel just take two steps <laughs> to the side they just like slide uh, out of their theater chair yeah walk back to the comedy yeah. uh but i mean somewhat similarly um yeah nigel and amirian immediately changed the subject away from mm. franz getting his own bloodlust apparently mm-hmm. um and they just start kind of talking about like what what brings you guys here to our turf in australia um, and it turns out they're uh, all there to actually get that footy of the lead beater possum. Okay. So Ooh. when they learn that they're all there for the same thing, Franz is like, oh, hell yeah. Like, we can work together. And Marianne's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, these I people. You. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, so much. <laughs> um, but interestingly, actually, to what your rhetorical thought was, um, it kind of comes out that like Marion, like this is like clearly Nigel Marion feels some ways about the fenster coughs. Yeah. Including like a little bit of them is like, fuck, they're gonna go find this possum first because they have all this like high-tech equipment. We could go with them, but like 
we hate like we it's so we loud them. <laughs> it's disturbing yeah marianne's almost like i hate their guts she pulls back <laughs> but nigel is like not to worry marianne we have the greatest tracking device of all time and then taps his huge nose <laughs> not wrong also not wrong. i would just like to note that was like half british half german accent. <laughs> Nigel is going to be everything this episode. We've established, actually, I did tell Alexis before our very first Thornberries episode that like alone in my house one day, I attempted a Tim Curry accent and had one line and was like, I can't do it. I can't offend him like this. Yeah, no, there's only one Tim Curry. Yep. And so we've just not attempted to do anymore. But today, who knows what's happening? Mm -hmm. The German accent, as we know. We'll see. It's going to be a wild card. (laughs) anything could happen um so yes they decide pretty like kind of like silently to be like all right we're not gonna go with them like we're just gonna go kind of sneak off all they get all of their big equipment and they're like we'll be able to hear them coming we're just gonna go we'll be ready first all we need is a camera meanwhile liesel shows up with at the com v with this like huge crazy stereo system and a bunch of soda and she like sets it up for debbie who's just like you're the coolest person i know because again mm-hmm. i think she's just like oh thank fuck there's a teenager here but i like to right with liesel <laughs> liesel hits play on the stereo and it starts absolutely fucking bumping what i can only describe as like do you remember some of the opening scenes of the matrix in the club yeah. where it's like German yeah. house music. Yeah. That is what starts playing. <laughs> it's like I was gonna try to imitate it, but I won't. Yeah, I know it exactly. Yeah. Like that or like Blade, that movie. Just yes, yeah. yes, I know exactly. It is those two soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. Like just the house music German version from those soundtracks. <laughs> just fucking like rattling the calm V. Um, so that's what they're doing. I'm just awesome. keep mentioning them because it's incredible. Again, animals like fleeing. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. It's like, ah! animals having a heart attack because they've never heard this music before and the comedy like, is shaking. They open the windows to the comedy. A bunch of those like possums are just like dead outside. <laughs> <laughs> and this teenager is probably like, or at least probably like, oh, possums sometimes play dead. It's fine. <laughs> Shuts the window it's again. It's like, yeah, they do, but like True. these but are also, also in these danger. Ones <laughs> these ones, these ones aren't playing. <laughs> yeah, these ones you have just murdered with your dub music, your EDM. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. So double meanwhile, Eliza and Darwin at this point have ditched Dieter because they're like, this fucking try hard over here, unimpressed. Mm-hmm. And they want to help their parents out, who they kind of overheard the possum situation going on. And so they're like. We'll help mom and dad find this possum before the Fenster coughs do so that like mom and dad can get the rare shot first. So as they're wandering up the woods and kind of like, again, it's in a mountain range. They're kind of like going up like on like a uphill, I guess, like on a little peak. Um, They come across this clearing that is basically like a full on like film set. There's like scaffolding with lights, a shitload of like super crazy cameras, sound equipment, like sounds like control boards, like all of this stuff everywhere. And they're super confused until Dieter 
who fucking followed them because again Ugh, creepy creepy <laughs> try hard desperate etc stumbles out of the woods too and eliza is like dieter fuck is all of this like clearly it's y'all shit like mm-hmm. you're the only other filmmakers here in the middle of the woods and mountains here in australia and dieter is like gets really nervous when she starts asking him this and he basically fesses up and is like uh this is where my dad films what what accent was that right there not sure this is where my dad films his introductions i don't know what that is anymore maybe transylvanian yeah romania to go into (laughs) romania there um basically he's saying like this is where his dad films like those super dramatic introductions that's Mm. why there's so many cameras they got to get all those hard angle shots and eliza is like my dad's introductions are him and one camera that my mom like films Mm. and look how successful we are basically being like look at all this extra shit you guys need clearly Mm. y'all suck we rock yes sucks to suck you nerd um <laughs> even though she's the biggest nerd yeah anyway the whole family like they're way nerdier than the finkel <laughs> what are they called finkel yeah. cost finkel <laughs> i don't even know their name <laughs> defense de cough finster cough okay cool finster i like cough. finkel coughs though finkel cough. <laughs> <laughs> um but Dieter is ch- clearly trying to like get the fuck out of this area. He doesn't want to be near all of his dad's equipment, his mom and dad's equipment. So he challenges Eliza to basically, I don't know, he was like, I bet I can get to the top of the summit first or some shit like that. And it clearly, because like I said, it's on to the break of dawn between mm-hmm. them. She immediately takes him up on the challenge and is like, oh, hell no. I'm gonna get to the top of this first. And so... A brief side note here, because maybe in our first episode, one of our past episodes, you wondered aloud whether or not Eliza can turn her powers on and off to talk to animals. Yeah. And in this scene, I started wondering that too. Part of me says, maybe that is possible. Another part of me says, in this moment... The powers don't get turned off, like, by her choice, but instead, by the pure blindness of rage against her Mm. nemesis, Mm -hmm. takes her full Uh focus. Because as they walk away from the set, we see something that's low-key, pretty fucked up, and our first hint of a crime in this episode. Mm. Because we see hidden behind all of this equipment is a cage with a little platypus in it who is actively screaming for help and eliza full of rage and hatred in her heart does not fucking hear it and walks oh. away oh it is i'm not gonna she lie doesn't, Alexis. She, she doesn't hear it like it's clear she doesn't hear it it's not like she's like oh uh, see nothing <laughs> say nothing yeah, it. <laughs> no it like we see them like walk out of camp and like one of them, I think Darwin accidentally like catches like a little curtain that had been covering it. And like, as he walks away, he like drags the curtain a little bit with him, but he's a chimp. He doesn't have this power. So he just keeps walking. And then we cut to seeing what was behind the curtain, little baby platypus in this big cage. It like Alexis, no joke. This episode was like, 
I know we talk about, we like make up crimes and talk about crimes in all the other episodes. And we're like, this is so funny. See, this was like full on like Sarah McLaughlin, Angel SCPA commercial. Like, Angel. This little platypus. Will you donate $5 a month to save this little platypus (laughs) who has been captured by a German family? (laughs) Your donation can save the lives of platypus all over the world. From the hands of Germans. Sarah McLaughlin holding a platypus. You see like the slideshow of like the fade in and fade out of just sad platypus. But they're all like in like Munich or like Frankfurt, like (laughs) clearly like in Germany. This is a very targeted ad. The most German like landmarks and stuff and just platypus. There's a platypus in later. Ahead of a platypus with like the, yeah. A platypus at Oktoberfest. <laughs> like trying to not get stomped on by yeah, drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> and you see like a stein of beer like fall right by the platypus and fades out. Then you see another one just walking the streets of Munich alone. <laughs> Scared and alone. Just Sarah McLaughlin narrating the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah germany has a real big platypus abuse yeah, problem yes you guys, guys got to get that figured out if any germans are listening <laughs> because like marianne we at saturday morning mysteries are here to tell it like it is <laughs> hard we're about facts, facts. <laughs> hard facts only also meanwhile say- misinformation ban is like floating underneath our youtube video <laughs> There is no evidence that Germans abuse platypuses or that platypuses even are native to Germany or even or, like are anywhere in Germany at any yeah. point in time, yeah. even in a zoo. Hard hitting facts. In the arms of uh-huh. um, I will say this whole episode uh, with all of my poor German accents this whole time, I'm just like, Oh God, I'm so sorry to Katie Albers, who's uh-huh. definitely listening into the most German ever. And I know I'm offending her with my accent. Sorry, Katie, and to I'm your sorry. entire family. Damn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so as Eliza and Dieter and Darwin along for the ride um, are trying to figure what their way up this mountain, they're just doing a bunch of little like who's better than who contests the whole way up, trying to one up each other. At one point, they, like, climb this big tree, and the rivalry we see is continuing to escalate, because Dieter has some, like, fancy tracker, and he's like, oh, we're at this elevation, and Eliza corrects him with her natural instinct, saying, Mm. actually, we're at this elevation, and it's, like, three meters higher and then she's like oh we're also going you know north northwest by blah 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 degrees and then he corrects her with his little tracking device by another like three degrees it's all real annoying darwin is like (laughs) where are we (laughs) yeah Um, also these two are totally gonna get married one day (laughs) we're gonna wear wedding bells yeah 
uh, Liesel and Debbie will get married, and then Eliza and Dieter will get married. <laughs> It'll be a whole weird thing, but whatever, yeah, they'll make whole, it work. A whole weird thing that I hate the concept of. Yeah. I have a lot of questions like, about. I can't I help that into. the writers put this chemistry in this episode. It's this not, pure not raw our fault. tension of yeah. these 10-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. Hold this thought for the end. <laughs> I have a theory. Okay. So, okay. Um, so yes, it's all very annoying. Uh, Dieter hops out of the tree to, like, keep leading the way up the mountain. And while Eliza and Darwin are le- leaving the tree... Eliza notices like some stuff with the branches and leaves and is like, oh shit, wait, like this is possum tracking signs, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she's crawling out to like the edge of one of the branches, it breaks, but Darwin catches her by the ankles, oh which perfectly not only saves her life, but brings her face to face as she's like dangling with a lead beater possum. Oh, perfect. So, she starts talking to this little possum who at first is like freaked out i think by a human but then also like i mean maybe she's seen humans before this little possum is probably like what the fuck is that when she looks at darwin what the fuck is a chimpanzee in my tree in the mountains of australia (laughs) like is that a predator the fuck is going on here this possum is terrified yes and i think that's why probably Um, thanks darwin thanks darwin but eliza gives her some snacks which like is also a very bad thing to do to wildlife especially human food Mm -hmm. but in doing this eliza's showing like look we're safe i got you girl i have some people who would really love to meet you and the possum is like flattered she's like kind of nervous but she's kind of like oh my god me like little old me and Eliza's like, yes, like, you're a pretty big deal. We would love to film you. But as she's having this conversation with this little possum, Dieter is down below, egging Eliza on about how slow she is and like, come on, get it moving. Like, she can't even get out of this tree. So instead of having a lot, like, Eliza, instead of going with the possum to like escort her, aka the possum, to find her family. Yeah. She just tells this creature, like, all right, so go down the valley. There will be some people. Go find them. Okay, good luck. Bye. And then she hops that out of the tree. animal is going to die. Yeah. going to get killed. Goes to Dieter. Because she's, you know what? Some things can wait, but you know what can't? Love. So. <laughs> and hatred. So, which are this close together, which at this age, it's a real confusing, confusing line, real gray area. So she catches back up with Dieter, who's just bragging away about all of his accolades he has in Germany. He's a champion Mm -hmm. skier. He's a champion climber. Most importantly, he's a champion yodeler, which is obviously a great honor in Germany. Yes. So they continue to go further and further up the mountain, just again, trying to brag about all of their various accomplishments. Again, Darwin's like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Or he's like, I'm going to tell this story at your wedding. Yeah. (laughs) One of the two. You just see a chimpanzee like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Everyone at the wedding is like, 
Should but we? if they know Eliza, no one would be surprised. No one, yeah. Like, yeah she she speaks chimp like half the time. <laughs> She's crying from its beauty. No one else gets it. <laughs> um, so as they're hiking up, they come to this like pretty huge crevasse. So like this basically this break in the ground mm-hmm. um, in the mount in the side of the mountain here. And Eliza is like, oh, Dieter, you're so cool. Get across this crevasse. <laughs> Uh, so uh, are you cool enough to almost off yourself <laughs> to unalive yourself <laughs> how cool like, are you so cool i bet you won't face death willingly yeah and theater responds basically like i've done shit like this in germany with a sprained ankle eliza looks unimpressed and he goes no with with two sprained ankles which like oh. sir wait on on crutches <laughs> yeah you're not even good at lying yeah. or whatever but he quickly flips it and reverses it and says like i wouldn't expect you to be able to do this eliza Ooh, burn. at this point eliza's vision must just i, th- I think just all she sees is red right now <laughs> like pure unadulterated rage takes over mm-hmm. eliza because she, as soon as he finishes that comment, sprints to the crevasse and, like an idiot, tries to leap across it in full force. She's a small child. This is a huge, huge crevasse. She does not stick the landing. Uh. I will say, luckily, she does truly by literally like the skin of her teeth like not the skin of her teeth but by her fingertips just barely manages to grab the edge of the mm. other side just barely avoiding falling to her death naturally wow. she starts screaming for help also naturally darwin and deeter start screaming for help because they're yeah, like okay. oh fuck oh shit <laughs> yeah like oh god because she's like truly crawling like trying to get up there's snow on the other side. This ain't Ugh. like mud to dig into. It's snow and ice. It's a crevasse. This ain't looking good. No. Cut to the nearest people at this point in the mountain, which is the calm V. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, Cut to the calm V shaking and inside the calm V where they're sitting at like the little like dinner table in the convi. The thing Lisa. you say next could be the convi shaking. Like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I know why it's shaking, but yeah, I shouldn't have phrased it like that. Sorry, oh, no. It's Nickelodeon. We can assume yes. that it's appropriate. Exactly. Anyways. <laughs> but we see Debbie. Like they're both on like one side of the bench. Debbie just like head banging to the music. Lisa just like barely nodding her head as it's still full blast German house music. <laughs> you cannot hear the screams for help no. at all. So oh these gosh. two are having a great day while everyone else is having a mm-hmm. bad day. Man, let's hope Cecil use some of that, uh, uses some of that athleticism that he has being a champion. What was it? Skier? Skier, climber, yodeler. Climber. Yeah, he should be able to save her, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> for, for sure. Oh, yeah. That definitely wasn't sure. German. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we've I've already offended everyone with my roving German accent, if you will. 
you're going to keep it going. Nomadic Germans, they exist probably. (laughs) So luckily, Eliza is a freakishly strong kid. She's able to just barely (laughs) pull herself up (laughs) off of death's doorstep. And as soon as she's on the other side of the crevasse, instead of being like, phew, that was scary. Let's try and find a way for me to go get back or like find another way around this so we can get home. I am scared for the day. Instead of that, she really whips to face Dieter, who's across the crevasse, and basically says, all right, let's see you do it, you little bitch. Like, let's go. So... She starts egging Dieter on to also cross this crevasse. Dieter is clearly terrified, but one doesn't want to back down from Eliza, who's like trying to goat him on, but two isn't as dumb as Eliza is. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, instead of just jumping across, he goes and he finds like a big fallen tree trunk. Uh, and like lays it across the crevasse so makes like a little bridge situation um Hmm. he does make darwin crawl over it first because he's still pretty scared um yes but once darwin gets across Dieter like on his hands and knees hugs onto the log and like crawls across as well eliza we've seen her last our previous episodes she's kind of a dick sometimes Mm mm-hmm because she, as he's like making his way across, is like laughing at how scared he is over this. And right as he finishes crossing, the log falls into the crevasse. Mm. Eliza at last second has to like pull him to make sure he doesn't fall down with it. And in that near-death experience from Dieter, as soon as he's on solid ground again, because he did almost kind of fall down in there, Eliza did have to save him. He starts crying and breaks down, apologizing that, like, he this whole time has just been trying to be a big show off. He's been trying to impress Eliza because she's so cool. And, like, he just wishes he could be as cool as she is. And, mm. like, I'm so sorry. This and is Eliza, how, like, 10 year old boys flirt. he's like this is all society has shown me what to do but look i'm better than that i'm realizing (laughs) being a dick was not the way to flirt about my feelings as a 10 year old and i'm sorry i'm zotty i'm sorry instead of eliza being like yeah we both almost just died and that was scary or instead of her being like yeah i'm sorry too i was also being a dick and trying to impress you eliza yells at him and tells him to stay away from her and storms off, just leaving him crying in the snow. Dude. Yeah. Just like, okay, all right, whatever. What Darwin, an asshole. Yeah. Eliza. Darwin, though, is like team reality here and is like, we're he's like waving his arm. He's like, we're gonna freeze to death. No one knows where we are. We can't get about this crevasse. Like, we go and die. Like, we can't be separating. This is bad. Mm-hmm. And as Eliza is like pouting off in the snow, so mad about, I don't know what her confusing feelings. Her feelings. <laughs> out from the trees comes a little echidna, which oh. little echidnas are very cute as well. They're like these, 
they're known as like spiny anteaters because like they have little quills on them. But like they're these cute little things with long noses, like a little anteater does. And fun fact, like a platypus, they are the only other living mammal that lays eggs. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. So for you. they're the only nice. two. So Eliza is like, hey, what's up, little kidna? Is there any way you can help us out? Like, is there any way not around this huge crevasse? And at first the echidna is like, oh my God, yeah, I'll help you out. Like, for sure, I'll help you find a way back. Like, yeah, that's scary. But then this little echidna sees Dieter, who Eliza didn't go too far from. He's still an eye shot. Hmm. Sees Dieter and the echidna screams and says, it's one of them. And one turns, of the Germans <laughs> and turns and runs away. <gasps> mm-hmm. We see as the echidna walks away or runs away, rather, he has a hurt little tail. And so this vindicates Eliza in her rage against Dieter. And mm-hmm. she storms yeah. back to Dieter, who's still crying, laying in the snow or like sitting in the snow, and demands to know why are animals scared of him? What are you guys actually doing here? Like, what is your problem? And Dieter, through his tears, is saying, like, we're just making films, too. But he's got some shifty-ass eyes in this moment. So Mm. Eliza gets directly in his face, like, inches away, screaming at him Mm. and demands to know the truth. She's basically screaming, like, give me the truth, Dieter. (laughs) And Dieter certainly not quite yet the bond level evil genius that perhaps his parents are quickly breaks down during this interrogation run by the world's scariest adversary a preteen girl (laughs) who will break you down like no one has ever before (laughs) so he explains that yes his family is there to film animals but not like the Thornberries do. Instead, his parents force animals to fight each other in the movies, oftentimes actually hurting the animals in the process. Mm. And I quote, and this is like both hilarious and sad. Dieter goes, Papa says we are entertainers now, not documentarians. Uh. So like... (laughs) They are entertainers. They are Hollywood actors. Yes. Not filmmakers. Wow. Yes, we basically learned that his parents plan to find this possum, make it fight a platypus that they've already captured. Gotcha, yeah. Weird matchup, but like that is what theory of nature actually is. Like celebrity death match, but for animals. (laughs) animal death match which yeah uh, okay i was gonna save it for the end of the episode but maybe i'll just very quickly say it right now when you were describing the scene earlier with the um frog jumping on the mouse uh-huh. in my mind i was like what is this like cgi <laughs> and so i'm glad now to know that it is all orchestrated even if it isn't cgi yeah and then it's... when you said that a platypus was in a cage it's like what are they doing filming cage matches they like Michael Vick. <laughs> <laughs> the German Michael Vick. Yeah. Michael Vick um, was inspired. <laughs> inspired by this episode. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, relevant that you mentioned that because um, 
this, I guess, here is indeed our crime, this illegal mm. animal fighting ring. Mm-hmm. So yes, they have discovered an illegal crime fighting ring. And Eliza is not only obviously pissed about this information and like this, yes, international crime going on, this this stain on the purity of naturalist filmmaking that her family holds so true. Yeah. But also Eliza kind of realizes that she sent the possum down to the valley um, where the humans are. She didn't describe which humans to stop for. She just said, oh, no, there's people down there who want to meet you. Um, And so she says, oh, hey, Teeter, <laughs> that's crazy. What happens <laughs> if your parents find the possum first and Teeter stops crying gets a just stares off into the distance and slowly shakes his head and says zen i wouldn't want to be that possum oh shit (laughs) it's scary what um so i don't know if i can say this for liesel but dieter is absolutely abused by his parents if not physically at least psychologically there's more than one crime in this episode okay oh no oh no i shouldn't be laugh crying about this i know but, but yeah <laughs> It's, it's a cartoon, so it's funny, right? <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> save all of these thoughts. Okay, putting pins everywhere. Yeah, right we now. don't want to put a pin in this one, but I need you to. Okay. So if this news wasn't violent enough for a children's show, we cut to the parents in the valley below. Luckily, the possum finds Marianne and Nigel first. And right as they're getting their camera out to film it, we hear, as you said earlier on, even because you are calling so much in the episode, a very fucking loud robotic noise. Like all of their the high tech equipment is so loud. But my jaw literally dropped to the floor in this scene because we see, like from a nearby tree, a full on like um like vending machine robotic claw come down from a tree snatch the possum oh it God. like flies back to franz and frida like up a valley kind of who have been following nigel and marion this whole time because they knew they would find the possum first but then the also possum creepy. yeah very creepy they're like hiding in the bushes they like pop out of nowhere <laughs> we see the possum get dropped from this metal claw into a metal box that Frida and Franz were holding. Franz starts cackling as we literally see like this little terrified possum get dropped into a metal box that then closes. Most terrifyingly, because Franz is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like hyped, he's punching the air. Hilariously, he goes, it is time for thunder down under. Clearly not knowing that's also the name of an all-male strip show in Las Vegas. Or maybe he does know. (laughs) He just starts stripping right there. (laughs) Get your camera out. (laughs) 
<laughs> the possum just looks even more terrified staring at her and the platypus both of them <laughs> we don't want this oh, um, stop make it stop <laughs> but like even more terrifying like as franz like dashes off to the woods to like go kidnap i guess this possum frida who's the one holding the box has no reaction at all like literally this little possum is like shaking and crying and frida just like presses the button for the box to close and then follows just walks behind franz this bitch has killed and will kill again stone cold oh my god where do you think they get the furs for her coats what just yeah. a thought she she kills him her, herself <laughs> exactly she's like wow. i will it is only a pure coat if it is stained in my their blood <laughs> basically <laughs> so nigel and mary and are like what just happened and like oh yeah fuck, this animal is clearly in danger It'll be faster to try and find them if we go back to the Com V rather than on foot because they just like dashed off to the woods. We're going to get fucking lost if we try and find them there. So. Who's funding this? Sorry. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of tech. A lot yeah. of expensive tech. Are they Bond villains? That's what I was going to say. This is like straight up Bond villain type Possibly. stuff. Like no no reasonable foundation would be okay with this or have no. the money for this type of equipment. Anyway, nope. go ahead. So again, meanwhile, Dieter, Darwin, and Eliza are now like, well, we got to get back down there to save this fucking possum. Thanks, Dieter. So <laughs> in a moment of pure German heroism, Dieter steps to the edge of the crevasse and says, I will yodel for help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so That's his superpower. He stands at the edge of the crevasse, takes a huge, deep yodeling breath in, and then <laughs> is his yodel. Oh. And he starts shivering and says, I am too cold to yodel, which like isn't Germany pretty fucking cold? Yeah, you yodel and in all elements. I feel like the stereotypical depiction of a yodeler is literally someone on top of a snow-capped mountain. Yes. <laughs> like, what thing. are you doing, Dieter? Dieter can't do. Can't do. Yeah. But uh. Eliza, at this point, again, just so sick of his shit. Pushes him aside, takes a breath, and fucking yodels a yodel to save her life, which is literally what it is. So she yodels a beautiful yodel. And Dieter is like, I'm going to marry you one day. (laughs) (laughs) That that was the moment I knew I would one day marry her. (laughs) And we would yodel into the sunset together forever. With her pet chimpanzee right by our side. Why so is he always by our side? <laughs> he literally will not leave. This is getting weird. So he, he does tell her. Now. Yeah, very adorably. He's like, oh my God, like that was really good. And she is like, oh my God, thank you. Ah, shucks. Picture for a moment. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. We see them face to face being like, oh my God, thank you. That was really good. Thanks so much for the compliment. 
And while that's happening, Darwin is behind them being like, guys, 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 um, excuse me, excuse me. Because guess what? That yodel was loud enough to set off an avalanche. Of course. <laughs> but they're too lost in each other's eyes. Eyes <laughs> are like twirling her hair. Twirling her pigtail. Yeah. Dieter just like. <sighs> Dieter just grabbing his his lederhosen yeah uh, but yeah literally darwin's like as we see snow starting to we're about darwin's to die like, we're about to die <laughs> yeah finally wow he does get their attention because the snow sweeps them up and they all just immediately start screaming try to run but it's an avalanche they are children mm-hmm. and a chimpanzee so of course it immediately fucking catches them in an avalanche which is terrifying and it is like a huge one like truly we saw it like in the cartoon like the entire mountain peak just whoosh of snow wow yes and so Dieter is yelling to Eliza to basically like keep trying to keep your head above the snow but it's slowly dragging her under and in a moment of actual heroism Dieter dives and grabs Eliza and is able to like get her and Darwin up from beneath the snow and kind of like wrangle them and tumble them out of the like the path of the avalanche so luckily I guess this avalanche Mm -hmm. in its wake had brought them over the crevasse so seeing that Eliza is like Darwin you good thanks for that Dieter let's go no time to spare (laughs) And they run down to the Comvi to get the family or hijack the Comvi, I guess. I don't know what the plan exactly was to save this possum. And when they get there, the Comvi bursts out of the pile of snow because mm. it's in avalanche mode because the Comvi can change cool. different natural disasters. Yes. And Nigel and Marianne are already at the wheel. They open the doors right away and immediately ask Dieter, like, where the fuck is your family? And yeah. Dieter... Finally free of his family's spell. Also, maybe a hostage to Eliza and yeah, the Thornberries. Kind of. Gray area. Um, basically, though, he jumps in the comfy and is like, they're in the clearing. I know how to get there. And Okay, like, no, he's willing. He's not a them. hostage then. Yeah, Yeah. see, exactly. That's why I was like, <laughs> it's willing. a gray area, but like, yeah. he's like... At first, yes, and then he acquiesced. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they lure it to go to this um this clearing which like it was that stage setup studio setup cut to by the way like it's truly flooring it through the woods through this avalanche etc cetera, etc cetera. cut to lisa and debbie still just vibing in the back so for a brief moment house edm music <laughs> is the backdrop to this scene and it nice works. Oh, that's Perfectly. awesome. Like dodging yeah. an avalanche, going to save yeah. a platypus in a, in a possum. Like pure base. But yeah, Lisa and Debbie Adrenaline like... running through the thornberry's blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Debbie still like headbanging. Lisa still vibing. <laughs> so, um, yes, as the thornberries and their uh, child hostage slash maybe Fensterkoff traitor, unclear, we see what Frida and Franz are up to. And they are indeed at that like stage studio set up in the woods. 
Frida is like getting all of the lights on, like getting all of the cameras to point again. It's like all robotic into literally a tiny little arena that they have set up. So again, full <laughs> cage match. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like full on to like drop the animals in. They like literally have like a tunnel that they slide down. Like full like gladiator style. Like, like walkout music for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the house music. Like in the house music. Yeah. German <laughs> yeah. EDM. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like, no joke. I was so stressed in the scene because the possum and platypus again are terrified yeah. and like are shaking. Like they get in this and it's like, all of these like floodlights down on them, cameras like inches from their faces, and they're like ca- we see them cowering mm-hmm. again in the um... Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> you just see like her pan across the screen <laughs> with that music in the background. It's footage from the Fenster coughs that is <laughs> making this commercial. Yes. Um. So yes, they're very terrified. I'm very terrified watching this. But then we see the combi literally like explode onto the set. It's ripping down the scaffolding. The cameras go flying. Lights, everything is just like ripping down from the trees. Eliza and Darwin, full SWAT team style, burst out of the combi doors, like sprint across, dodging all of like the falling equipment and like each grab one of the animals, like no pause, grab them and run off the set to let them oh free. <laughs> I know it is wild. Frida and Intense Franz. EDM in the background. <laughs> Frida and Franz are like screaming and crying because all of their precious equipment is literally destroyed, like on fire around them. And in a moment that if I had been the writer and animator of this episode, because here's what happens. Everyone else walks out of the comfy, and I wish that it had been slow motion with the house music in the background because it's like smoke everywhere and like everything is in destruction that I wish it had been like slow-mo, like Nigel walking out into like the flames, Marianne walking out into the flames, like bumping in the background. but they just walk out normally. But I would like you to picture it as I described instead, please. I see it. I feel it. I see it. See it, wish it, be it. Here we are. Done. Hilariously, Debbie and Lisa like step out, look at literally this like, in like millions of dollars worth of wreckage and tech. There's smoke everywhere. The parents are crying on the floor and they just go back into the conference (laughs) shut the door. No interest. None. So Nigel comes right up to Franz and tells him that he will be reporting him to the Ethical Board of International Naturalism or something like that, a.k.a. there's some authority somewhere that Nigel will be reporting this crime-fighting ring to. So Mm. Nigel, justice is being served. Yes. He is the law here. He is the law. Franz is crying and begging him not to while hugging onto some like broken lights or something like that. Frida is like in the snow, finally showing emotion. And she's just like gathering her equipment, like crying, like laying in the snow. Eliza and Darwin come back from freeing the animals and Dieter and asks Dieter, like, oh my God, 
my parents gonna be mad at you about this <laughs> yes like they gonna be mad <laughs> and one of i don't even know how to describe this moment sad fucked up also take the pin out that you put in earlier oh god because Dieter's response is no they won't even care about me they are only upset about their fancy equipment being ruined I wish I had parents like yours, Eliza. So like, can I please marry into your family so that I can have parents like yours, Eliza? <laughs> so like straight up, yes, this child is psychologically abused yeah. by his parents. Yes. Because he admits it right here and is like, no, they won't care about me. They literally, they're crying. Not that like, was I safe in this crash? Yeah. They're hugging their equipment that's now ruined. Yeah. It is and now so also- sad safe to say that Liesel is also abused but she is like older and is over it at this point like oh well I have my EDM yeah I think she's <laughs> gone into a shell of herself and mm-hmm. that's probably why Debbie's like oh you're so traumatized yeah. I can fix you <laughs> that's hot <laughs> that's hot house EDM can fix you <laughs> we can fix each other together and also yeah this is further proven by the fact that like maybe they don't realize that there's just an avalanche because it looks like or sounds like it didn't hit their film set. Yes. But like clearly there's a crash. Clearly something happened. Yeah, before like loud. that. Yeah, they are loud. And they don't yeah. even ask or like okay. thank the Thornberries for, I don't know, saving their children, keeping yep. them safe, protecting them. So yeah, they're just like crying about this equipment. Wow, terrible terrible parents terrible people yes. uh this does not horrible. speak on the entire german nation but <laughs> it's not a good look for you guys let me say so but just saying you know pop culture yeah where we learn where we learn mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. sometimes art imitates life sometimes <laughs> life imitates <laughs> art which one is it in this episode <laughs> The next Sarah McLaughlin commercial is <laughs> Dieter. <laughs> In the arms. The yodeling. <laughs> yodeling arms of an angel. But, but he's too cold to yodel. So you just see him shivering on the edge of the cliff. Save the five children. Two. Dang it. I wish I knew what unit of like currency Germany used off the top of my head. Franks. Is it Franks? Okay, for five francs per month. <laughs> Your donation you can save a child like Zita. <laughs> Me. <laughs> From the wrath of my abusive parents. <laughs> it's so cold. They don't even give me a jacket. <laughs> it's so cold I can't even yodel. Which that's how you know it's that bad in Germany. That's the true mm. sign of an abused child. They can't even yeah. yodel in the cold. They can't even yodel. Damn. Freezing you. <laughs> so... Um, instead of Eliza being like, and that's pretty fucked up. I'm sorry your parents don't care about you, or like, need a hug, buddy. <laughs> Eliza's like, yeah, my parents do rock <gasps> because uh, I don't think she meant it this way, but uh, I took it as the final one upping <laughs> of each other. <laughs> it's like, I will win this battle. Yeah. Oh, you had equipment oh that could God. tell us which cardinal direction you're going? Well, my parents don't abuse me. Like, I'm so sorry to make jokes about child abuse. It's, it's not like, funny. It's not, but 
honestly, she wins. That's the winning <laughs> blow. <laughs> like, yeah, your woman's really wrong. cool, but at least my parents love me. That's like the most epic burn ever. At least my parents care about me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she wins forever. Infinite damage done to Dieter. <laughs> exactly. HP totally yeah, depleted. Like you just see his HP <laughs> level just drop to zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, as Dieter takes the final crush, um, the final blow that's gonna need years of psychotherapy, he, he should call Freud himself, yeah. uh, another German, to help yes. him recover from this. Yes, this blow. Um, but then in the com V, we hear the radio start buzzing and Marianne picks it up and comes out to report that it was the foundation coming to call them to say that their last film actually just won some international gold medal prize, confirming that their ragtag, no frills, truth telling documentary style is the right path. Not USA, USA, <laughs> <laughs> slash United Kingdom, I guess also Nigel, but we know that they this live was, in America. That's their home base, Probskis. Anyway, this was the Thornberry's D Day. <laughs> <laughs> they stormed those beaches and it took over. The studio set was okay. going to the historical nerd in me wants to not say this. You, but whatever, keep I've going anyway. Said, this is yeah. empty day. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's all good. So, um, yes, this is the way to win, not the violent fake news of the Fensterkoffs. Mm-hmm. And we see, we leave the scene with um, Eliza and Dieter just going back into their little rivalry, and Frida and Franz just laying in the snow, crying, surrounded by broken equipment. Mm-hmm. The end. Nice. That's it. Wonderful. Can't wait yeah. for the weddings. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so, yes, that indeed was my um, speculation at the end is that I was like, oh, yeah, these two are for sure in love mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, yeah. But I mean, if I was Dieter, I would never forgive that last comment from Eliza. No, no, I would hold that forever. Yeah, like on I their think... honeymoon, he just looks at her like, remember when you told me my parents don't love me? He's going <laughs> to. He's going to save that for like 15 years into marriage, into like this huge fight. He's finally going to bring it back up and be like, remember that one time when we were 10? Now he's one up in Eliza. <laughs> yeah, that's the With only the same reason thing he's held on used. to this. Yeah. That's the only reason. Actually, that's the only reason he's like, I'm going to play the long con. I'm going to make her fall in love with me now. Yeah. Just so one day I can hurt her as badly as she hurt me. Because I think this could also be... Obviously, I think Frida and Franz are definitely some level of Bond villain situation mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. I think this could actually be Dieter's origin story as well. If Eliza, you know, that um, shit, there's like all of those different movies where it's like one moment can change the course of history, like butterfly mm-hmm. effect style thing of like, yeah. if Eliza hadn't said that line, then they would have gotten married, had a beautiful life together. But she says that one deep cutting line, again, like only a preteen girl can do, mm-hmm. cut as deep into the most vulnerable spot of you as possible. Yes. And all of a sudden, Dieter just grows dark. And that's yeah. the moment that changes his trajectory. 
to become an evil villain. So it could go either way. Thanks, Eliza. End of the day, it's all her fault. Amazing. Wow. Great job. It is amazing. (laughs) Usually it's her fault. Yes. So that was another wild, another wild episode of the Wild Thornberries. A lot of twists and turns. Straight up criminal activity, though. Lots of crimes, actually, both from Eliza herself and from the evil Germans, evil German (laughs) Bond villains. I'm trying to think of the best Bond villain that they might be like um i don't know any of the bond villains tbh it just felt right golden finger all right golden finger lol that's um austin powers golden eye (laughs) (laughs) cold fingers yeah cold finger (laughs) yes sean connery cold finger mr Um, snowman or this what's his name snowman just snowman Okay, just Sorry. Saying, yeah, for courage, for people listening just who scary. just came across us like recently, they're probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Go oh, back, so listen man. to our Courage the Cowardly Dog arc yes. and our holiday so arc, and you'll know. Is another Bond villain, literally, because yes. he's Sean Connery, which I guess was Bond. Whatever, whatever. And anyways, anyways yes. great job. <laughs> so between now, thank you. Um, and next mm-hmm. week, who should our viewers and listeners tell about this? Um, definitely not offensive in the way I depicted German show. No, yeah, we love the Germans, as we've talked about on this podcast in the past. Uh, yes. Let's see. This week, I think, in in you know honor of our love towards Germans and German heritage and culture, tell a yodeler, find one <laughs> and let them know. Uh, for any of our Cincinnati fans listening, that shouldn't be nice. too too hard to come across. So, uh, nice. yeah, <laughs> excellent. Who should um, they tell? Well, similarly, yeah, just thinking of what a German town Cincinnati is, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Try and tell someone from Cincinnati. You got a okay. lot of fucking Germans in Cincinnati. A Don't lot. just suddenly like, turn and tell me. Don't I thought you were about to do that and be like, okay, Grace. Grace, <laughs> have you heard of this podcast called <laughs> Saturday Morning Mysteries that you host? <laughs> You're from Cincinnati. But yes, it's yeah. a very German town. There's plenty mm-hmm. of folks to sell there, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, Absolutely. And isn't that's it like it. the biggest uh, Oktoberfest outside of Munich itself or something like that, or outside of wherever in Germany the OG Oktoberfest with, is held? I think Cincinnati has like the second biggest after that. I could see that with no um, like way that. to confirm it in this moment. Yeah. Say, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, we're not we're not German or Cincinnati historians, but <laughs> I am willing to put this fact out there mm-hmm. as truth, because, again, we are all about hard-hitting facts. facts do not mind the misinformation bar that's popping <laughs> up underneath our youtube video right now <laughs> and on that end we'll see y'all until next week, next week. Bye. bye thanks for tuning in to saturday morning mysteries if you enjoyed this episode please share rate review leave us a like and drop a comment We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. 
See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.